Are you sick of the SEC bias in the media? Me too. That's why I brought on Clayton Panzeri to talk about why the SEC is not as good as the Pac-12, as well as other conferences, today on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boo! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Game Time Guru. I'm your host, Shane Larson, coming at you today with an awesome guest. He's been on the show before. It's Clayton Panzeri from the Armchair Army. He's here to talk about, you know, college football, but specifically the SEC. But we're not going to sit here and give you the the biased discussion that you hear in the media nowadays. We're actually going to take a different angle on the entire thing. So uh, before we get started, I want to talk to Clayton. Clayton, thanks for joining the show again. Thank you. No problem, man. And uh, the Armchair Army, it's a couple weeks old now. Sir, what uh, is the favorite? Like, what, what's your favorite thing that you've learned so far from doing your podcast? Oh man, like, there's been so much that I've been so thankful for on my podcast. I feel like I've met a lot of, I'm, I've just had new experiences. I haven't met a ton of people yet. I've hung out with you guys a bunch, which is new, and I've got to talk to a couple of local like celebrities back in Spokane and stuff like that, where I'm from. But Besides that, man, it's just a new experience. I'm learning so much. I've never been good at like creative content in GarageBand, but I feel like I'm like decent at it now. So. Yeah, dude. You're well. You're learning, and it's right. cool to see it, right? So, uh, where can everybody find you? Absolutely, yeah. I, it's called the Armchair Army. It's on iTunes, Google Play, all of those. So you can go find me and go give a five star review and uh, check me out. You guys will like it. If you like sports talk, you need to go listen to Clayton, okay? Because he knows what he's talking about. He's got good guests on there. He's a great interviewer. He's got a lot of information that he's dropping, and that's why I brought him onto the show today. Now, in, in college football, every single season, we hear about the SEC. Every season. And on a previous podcast, when we were we were all talking, it might have been your own podcast, actually. I can't remember, but um, you mentioned something about the Pac-12. And this is when I found out you were a Pac-12 homer. But at the same time, I was like, dude, <laughs> yeah. it stuck in my head. It's like been two weeks since you, you mentioned it. And I was like, oh, we've got we've to talk about this. So let's talk about the SEC. And maybe just just break it down where, where you think the SEC lies. Are they really that strong? Yeah, so I, I am. I, I'll, I'm like an admitted Pac-12 homer. I like so it. This is, I'm from the Northwest, so I have just no, like over your lifespan, if you lived in the, lived in the Northwest, the games are late, and you're never on prime time, and you understand that. It's like you have to do something extra besides win games. I remember when Boise State was really good. It's like we had to win by 50 points to even be recognized. Oh, Granted, we were in the whack. But it seemed like it was just night after night we were like, oh, they have to win by 50 or they're not a good team. You're like, really, does that decide? So all these ESPN, my like before we get into stats or anything like that, the ESPN deal that the SEC has is unlike anything I've ever seen. With the Texas Longhorn Network, with the Pac-12 Network, all of that stuff, the SEC Network is by far the craziest thing I've ever seen because ESPN is the one that gives out the rankings every single week. And when they give out the rankings, they do an analysis and everybody tunes in because they want to see who's ranked, who's not. Right. 
and Kirk Herbstreit, all those guys. Man, I used to love Kirk Herbstreit, but he is such an SEC homer now. Like he's from Ohio State, and it's That's like my boy, dude. I know you're hating on Herbie. No, oh. dude, I free. I would die for Kirk Herbstreit, <laughs> but he as of late, like the cupcake thing to the Pac-12, like right. he's just like put me off a ton. So yeah, so the SEC or the ESPN deal with the SEC is is crazy. So that's like the first thing is they skew the opinion of the public. Oh, yeah. by, by being on the air like a hundred percent of the time and you don't hear any like when the huskies were ranked or the uw huskies were ranked top five right it was like bashing and bashing and bashing them. it was no positive outlook and then you look at alabama and we'll get into more like conference stuff but once you get into the conferences you're like wait a minute if they're putting cupcakes on espn for the U- UW Husky, why are they doing it for Alabama? They're playing bad teams, man. And we'll get into more stats yes. that, are, that do this, but yeah, it's crazy. You know, I, I like the point that you make about you know the whole UW thing last year. Like specifically, there was no positive thing. And when I'm thinking about it, there was no positive comments. It was always, well, who have they played? And then it's kind of like that Boise State comment you mentioned just a second ago. Like, and who who have they played? Okay, well, did they beat them enough? Right. right? right. And so they, and then obviously they didn't fare too well against Alabama in the in the the playoff last year. So right. everyone still got that against them. But it's like there was no positive coming out of it ever. There was exactly. never a positive unless you were from the West Coast. Right. And it it's so funny because I like we'll discuss it more. But the bottom feeders of the SEC are just as bad as the Pac-12 or even worse. And it's not like Alabama has to go into Vandy and beat them by 50 points. If they beat Vanderbilt by 10 points, it's like, oh, great. Alabama won today, whatever. Why is that? But, you know, I literally, I don't know specifically what it is. I think it's just their track record, Uh why it's like that. And everybody just assumes Alabama is going to run the table every single year. So it doesn't matter how well they do against whatever team. But I just know that no other teams besides the like other teams in, in the SEC have to beat teams the way that the Big Ten has to beat teams, that the Big 12 has to beat teams. And TCU plays like a close game, and all of a sudden the, the sky is falling. But Alabama, so Alabama or Auburn plays a close game, it's like, oh, but they're in the SEC, so they're all tough. You're like, really, are they that tough? Are they? See, that's what bothers me, and, and I've sat in, and I've talked to some other friends about this my entire life. Um, they, the argument comes out, well, they've beaten more top 25 teams because everybody in the SEC is in the top 25 and blah, 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 blah. I think a lot of it has to do with the preseason rankings. I think like they have these big names in the SEC historically, the LSUs, the Auburns, obviously the Alabamas, you know, like the top team, Florida, um, and they put these guys in the top 25, and they're not that good to right. begin with, but the the media has them hyped up for some reason or another. And then all of a sudden, well, Alabama or whoever has beaten these teams. So of course they deserve to be in the top four, four teams in the country because they've beaten these top 25 teams. And when, in my opinion, I don't think they should have been in there in the first place. Right. But like you said, the media puts them there in the preseason. It's, right. it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it, on top of that, it's like, if you lose to an sec school and you're in the sec, it's like, Oh, that was a good loss. Right. Do you hear that in any other conference? Nope. You're like, Ohio State goes to Penn State or Penn State comes over to Ohio State and Ohio State loses this weekend and everybody's like, oh, well, that's a bad loss. Yes. You're like, if an SEC team lost to at home to Alabama or whatever, they're like, oh, man, well, it's Alabama. Exactly. Dude, no, Penn State's number two, you know? They're right there with them, you know? And God forbid that the SEC doesn't make the college football playoff and two Big Ten teams do. Oh, dude. See, that's that's where I'm like lighting the world on fire is like what happens when Ohio State and Penn State are legitimately better 
than an Alabama team that has beaten Fresno State, Colorado State, all these teams. They they play Mercer in November. Who plays an FCS school in November? That's what frustrates the heck out of me. Why do they get that privilege? What do you right. think? Exactly. Like I I have no idea, but I have this thing. So you know, or Alabama and Alabama and Auburn. They play each other. It's the Iron uh, Iron Bowl. Iron Bowl. Yeah, they play each other. I don't know any other conference or teams or rivalry that has this. But before they play each other, Auburn plays Louisiana Monroe, and Alabama plays Mercer. So they have like warm up games to their actual big game, and I've never heard of anything like this. Like, okay, so the Apple Cup, Washington before they play WSU in the Apple Cup at home this year which they're both going to be ranked in the top 10 by the end of the year, hopefully, if they do not have any more losses. Right. They play Utah at at Utah. That's going to be a decently hard game, but you have Alabama that same week playing Mercer before they have their rivalry game. So it's unlike anything else that I've ever seen. And granted, I, I don't like – I'm going to preface this because – I think the SEC is actually a good conference. Like, I don't think they're a bad conference. I think they are top three conference, and I think Alabama is a top five team. But the way that they get all of these privileges that no other conference has is unlike anything I've ever seen. So what, what do you think the fear is, though? Because I hear all these Alabama fans, right? They, they say, well, we beat Florida State at the beginning of the season. It's not our fault their quarterback got hurt. But, and, and we steamrolled them as well. So, like, they, they say that. And then, like, last year they steamrolled over SC, at USC, right? They destroyed them. It was, like, 50-something right. to three or whatever it was, first game of the season. So they say, like, well, we had our big game. We do our big game at the beginning of the year, but they don't have anything – afterwards but why do you think they're scared are they are they scared or what is the problem with like the sec especially the top dogs not scheduling the the yeah. bigger teams so I, I really think that college football babies these teams because they they want alabama to be undefeated they want these teams to be undefeated going in to the college football playoff and i challenge alabama to go to florida state to go to University of Florida, to to go to these con- or out of conference teams instead of these neutral sites where eighty percent of the fans are going to be Alabama fans at a neutral site, quote right. unquote, and play these teams. I challenge them to go to University of Texas and go go play at Longhorn Stadium and go to USC and play in the Coliseum. Do that. How about you show if you're that good, go show it. But they're babied year after year after year, neutral site after neutral site, and I hate that. Look at Boise State, man. It's it's unreal. We either have to go to some like we used to play neutral sites mm-hmm. in Atlanta, and play, we used Against to play Georgia. Georgia. You know, <laughs> like that's our neutral site that we play. And Alabama does the same thing. They have these home games that are really it's a neutral site. They say, but it's a home game, and and then they call it their big win of the year. So totally see that point another point that you made earlier when we were talking about this was in regards to the competitiveness top to bottom in the conferences can you talk a little bit about that can you expand on that yeah so i i talked about the depth that the conferences have and the pac-12 although they aren't as high ranked so they don't have the top five team right now they don't have the top three team and are t- and but they have two top 15 teams and they've got a couple knocking on the door and their bottom feeders like utah and colorado are playing tough close games so night after night you see the pac-12 being really close and you see the big 10 even though the bottom feeders like rutgers 
and so in teams like that, they compete, man. Yeah. And you look at Arkansas, they're getting blown out 58-0 at home. Like, it's embarrassing. And so the depth of the SEC has just really struggled, and we still give them the benefit of the doubt. It's like it – in 2012, 2013, the SEC was. Like, it was formidable. Every single team, it felt like, was in the top 25. But it is no longer that way, and we still give them the same benefit. And so I think over time, you have to, like, change your mindset. Year after year, another conference might be better. But for some reason, we just give the SEC this thing that they're always going to be better. So in that, uh, let's let's go down the list. Do you have a list of like the teams in the SEC? Let's well, at least on the top of your head, I can probably go with it too. But like, let's talk about the the top teams in the SEC, both divisions going down, and see how many teams are legit contenders for like an SEC title. Right. So the West ha- or the East, uh, com- the East side of the conference of the SEC has predominantly been the worst side. Right. So they have like the Georgia, the Florida, who's always been mediocre, but when they get to the SEC championship game, it's always like this big blowout because Alabama or Auburn or LSU are there and they've played these huge games and it, the, the West side is just stacked. It has Texas A&M, it has Alabama, Auburn, LSU, and you would take those four teams any day to win the east side of the conference so georgia is that top at the top right now with a freshman quarterback with a freshman quarterback and i'm just going to go down the list of their first five games okay so they played appalachian state they won at home at home oh great game sunbelt (laughs) team who just got into the fbs level they played at notre dame i will this okay this is actually the one game in the SEC this year that I have actually respected. They went to Notre Dame, who Notre Dame is now rolling, and they went to Notre Dame, beat it by one 2019 at Notre Dame. And then, then again, so SEC has this weird thing where they play a hard game and then it feels like they have to baby themselves. In the next week, Georgia, coming off a win 2019 in Notre Dame, they played Samford. Not Stanford, Samford. <laughs> then they play Mississippi State, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. Which are bottom feeders. Three of the worst teams in the SEC by far. And they're 7-0. and Great team. I think they have one of the best wins in the SEC conference. But still, I mean, they're going to be fresh when it comes SEC championship. And then moving on to the bowl game. I mean, it's, it's almost like they're warming up for 12 games. And then all of a sudden they play Alabama. And then that's the game that might go either way and then they get into the college football playoff so and then that's the where the good good loss comes in right and then if they're undefeated until alabama they lose everybody's like well well are they good enough even though ohio state or like penn state if ohio state beats penn state this week and then all of a sudden ohio state you have two one loss teams in penn state and ohio state that are that i would argue are better than georgia and alabama See, that's what's funny to me in the in the argument of, you know, week after week. This is what we heard as Boise State fans here. We hear it all the time um, from those big-time schools. Like, well, if they had to play in our conference week after week playing the hardest teams, like they wouldn't be able to go undefeated or exactly. have a one-law, whatever. Um, but your point right there completely, you know, right. wrecks that because it's not week after week. Like everybody seems to think, for some reason, like people who don't really look at the, like, look at the schedules right. and truly look at it, they just listen to the media. They think they're going week after week. But no, they'll have like a big game and then a Samford, and yeah. then they'll have a big game, and then a Mercer, and then a big game. Like, they have those, like, cupcake games just like anybody else does. And, like, it's not as as much as the media hypes it up to be. Um, let's talk about the Pac-12 and their 
competitive nature, like you said, because before you even brought that up a couple weeks ago, I never would have thought that. But the fact that you, you brought it up and I started thinking a little bit, and then right after that, um, who went to Arizona State? And we were talking about who's going to, like, are they going to be a tough team to play in, in Arizona? Like, maybe yeah. not, but they Arizona U-Dub, State ended up winning. Yeah, UW went to Arizona, and that's their first loss of the season. That was, and right, then, right. And then after Utah went over there, and Utah lost to Arizona State, which was Arizona State randomly is now on the map. Yeah, exactly. So they beat a the top five team, and then so this is like a bottom field. They were like two and three, and UW goes there, scores seven points total, and Arizona State wins thirteen seven. And then Utah goes in there. Utah's doing well on the season. They go and lose at Arizona State, and all of a sudden Arizona State's look. And there's no SEC team that is going to do this. SEC is like status quo, right? So there's Pac-12 team that could have a awful start to the season and then all of a sudden you're seeing them at the top top of the pack 12 and maybe ranked while the sec is going to say status quo lsc is going to be in the top 15 auburn's going to be there alabama's going to be there but tennessee vanderbilt mississippi state ole miss they'll have a couple good years and then we give them so much credit for it but then they drop out and then we still give them credit for it so it's one of those things but i have a stat here so the the sec again so you say okay well if you do think the sec is so strong then let's look at their power five who they played in the power five and their wins so they are five and six against power five teams out of conference power five teams six and six if you count notre dame which we're going to count because they're not in the power five but they don't have a conference so we're going to count the six and six and notre dame is going to be the best win that the sec has so six and six their wins come against syracuse kansas state Georgia Tech, NC State, Florida State, and Notre Dame. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like world beaters at all. And just to preface this as well, one of those six wins were on the road. All of those were at home. So they're playing tough games, but they always baby themselves and play it at home. So whatever way you chop it up, it's always like the SEC has this weird advantage. So even though they're playing a tough team, they'll play them at home. Even though they're playing a tough team, it's at a neutral site. Like they, they always make it so they have some sort of advantage to this. And talking about the Pac-12, you're like, okay, so who's the Pac-12 faced? Well, they've played the SEC too, and they're 2-0. and uh, Out of conference, Power 5 teams, Pac-12 is 6-2. and So they played eight, eight Power 5 teams, and they've won six of them. So, and I and I actually, all of these teams, it feels like they could play more Power Five teams because if you think about it, they have eight conference games, right? Right. Eight conference games. They have an opportunity to play four out of conference games a year, or three or four, depending on if you want to take a bye or not, right? So usually you have twelve games in a season. Eight of them are conference. If you're playing twelve conference games out of the forty-eight that you could play, because you have twelve teams. That is a lot of F- FCS schools that you're playing right. and going against. So I would challenge all of these these conferences to stop cupcaking their schedules and play each other. You know what? If you have to do this thing where you upgrade your conferences to 14, 16 teams and make these huge conferences to keep the Power Five alive, do it. Because we everybody wants to see it. Nobody wants to see Alabama versus Mercer at Alabama. No, absolutely not. You know, except for Mercer, the only ones you want to see that is Mercer. <laughs> well, Mercer is, oh, yeah, I was gonna say they, the only reason why they're there is they're getting paid five hundred thousand dollars to be there. So, 
yeah, it's it's crazy how it works, but it, it's just one of those things, man, that it, it seems like year after year the SEC gets worse and worse, and they still have the level of credit that they did in 2012 when Auburn and Alabama were 1-2. So. Can, in, in regards to this, before we even finish up, the SEC um, this year – Outside of Georgia, I believe Kentucky is ranked. I don't know where they're at, but they're they're five and two, if I'm not mistaken. They're five yeah. and two or five and three. South Carolina was four and two at one point. I don't know if they 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 got their fifth win. So like those are the two top quote unquote teams in the East. South Carolina and and Kentucky. Are are you kidding? Yeah. Like it, I I struggle with it. It's just it's they've they're so top heavy so so top heavy and still we we say oh it's fine that alabama's playing fresno state colorado state and mercer in the same season and people are still giving them credit for it it's fine that they're doing that because the sec schedule is so tough and then you look at it and you're like wait a minute they've played they're going to play throughout the season two ranked teams and it's going to be Auburn, and it's going to be LSU. And between those games, they have Mercer before Auburn, and then they either have Ole Miss before LSU or another bottom feeder that I saw. And again, it's just they, they warm up, and then they play the real game, warm up, play the real game. It's they just Their schedules are just so weak compared to the rest of the country. And you look at the Big Ten right now, it's almost like you can't not see someone in the top 25 in that conference. Right. So it's... You, I, I've just never seen anything like it. It seems like even the Big Ten has to prove themselves every single year, and they have to play good out-of-conference schedules too. So Right. Man, and, and just to finish up, I'm, it's true. I'm a Buckeye fan. Everybody knows that. And so it's kind of hard because the Big Ten, some years, they're overhyped. And then there's other years. Like this year is one of the best years the Big Ten has had in, in a while because I truly believe Penn State is amazing. I believe Ohio State is rolling right now. Michigan, I thought was overhyped. Michigan State surprised me, actually. But like you said earlier, like some of the bottom teams, like Indiana competes, Maryland competes, Rutgers, who sucks, actually competes. Like yeah. there's these these like lower lower tier schools. Iowa is upset right. city for, for exactly. the Big Ten. So you go to Iowa and it's gonna be trouble. And I just want to throw one more stat at you because let's do it. you think that two thousand seventeen is okay, yeah, they're having a down year. Well let's look at last year. Two thousand sixteen, the SEC was eleven and fifteen against power five teams out of conference. Eleven and fifteen and the AECC whooped them ten and four the ACC was against SEC schools. So it's not just this year it's last year the year before that and quite honestly they haven't been above 500 out of conference since 2015 and the year before that it was 2012 so dude and and who do they have for quarterbacks in the sec like historically speaking if i'm looking at like most of their teams like their top teams that have always been i mean georgia's usually produced some decent quarterbacks but you got alabama who never really has the nfl talented quarterbacks auburn had cam newton for a year and that was that um who has johnny manziel was a it was texas yeah. a&m was that and, even bef- was that when they got to the sec it was that, right Cause yeah Alabama, that, and that i was gonna say that was a transplant i mean they got they had johnny manziel but he played in the big 12 and the sec so right his freshman year they played in the uh big 12 and then they moved to the sec after that so it it's one of the they have good running backs that's the one thing that they have okay i mean bo scarborough if you look at him from alabama is ridiculous and He's you good. see like Eddie Lacy come out of Alabama. You see all these guys and they haven't produced very well in the NFL, but in college they they've absolutely They're monsters. It. So yeah. And I mean Georgia, look at their running backs, Todd Gurley 
and then they they have Nick Chubb, Chubb this year. So they they're producing running backs and it, it, they're NFL laden, but it's more defensive. You're right. It's not the quarterbacks. It's you're seeing. 13 10 games you're seeing 10 7 games you're seeing 9 6 games where they don't even score a touchdown soccer games soccer games you're seeing so yeah it, it, i would really really enjoy the sec if they had any type of quarterbacks because like the big 12 so much fun to watch they yeah have the spread off exciting football <laughs> yeah texas tech throws it 70 times a game they suck but they throw it 70 times a game so i mean if texas tech had a defense at all that'd be a fun team to watch heck yeah i mean look at wsu this year right <laughs> mike leach throws an actual defensive coordinator at his defense and they shut out colorado last week a good colorado offense so right and luke falk it w- was a heisman candidate before the loss to cal so you get these Big 12 or Pac-12 teams that like to air it out a little bit, and they have a decent defense, and they I can tell you they can compete. So, I like it, man. Thank you for your insight. I hope everybody learned something today or at least is thinking. My idea, my whole goal on this podcast is to help you think in a different way, like give you a more holistic view on sports, a panoramic view, if you will. Now, before we finish up, this is my new segment. We're going to we're going to implement it today. So you're going to be the first one to take part in the Guru's Gauntlet. Okay? Ooh. So welcome Ooh. to Guru's Gauntlet, Clayton. I'm just going to ask you a few questions, nothing major, but you just have to answer them as quickly as quickly as you can. You ready? Let's get it. All right. So, if you had to choose, Mariners never win a World Series, you know, Mariners never win a World Series or the Seahawks don't make the playoffs ever again. Which one would you rather have? Dude, you know I'm a huge M's fan. I would I would rather the Seahawks never make the playoffs. My okay. gra- if my grandma never sees the Mariners win a championship, my heart's going to hurt. She has been a Mariners fan forever, and they have sucked for so long. Okay. I, I respect <laughs> that a lot. Okay. Which team in the Pac-12 could beat Alabama by 10 or more this uh, year? <laughs> is there an answer for this? Is this a trick question? I don't think so. But if anybody's going to come close, this is, uh, this is a 100% homer answer. It's WSU. I think they could air it out enough and trick Alabama enough to compete, but that defense is not going to hold up against that front seven. Okay. Prediction for the college football playoff top four teams as it stands today. Uh, TCU, Alabama. TCU, Alabama. I think mm, this is tough. TCU, Alabama. I think I'm going to throw in a Penn State. It depends on how they do going forward, but I don't think the Pac-12 gets in. So okay. I think it's going to be TCU, Alabama, um, Penn State, and Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. Oklahoma makes it if they went out. Yeah, they got to have – They. I think the Big 12 is going to have two teams. It depends on who gets in the Big 12 championship. All right. And the best basketball player of all time. Oh, Michael Jordan for sure. I'm not a. I'm not a LeBron guy. I, I don't like it. I don't like him. So I'm a big Michael Jordan fan. So we don't have to always agree here on the Game Time Guru. Guys, you know what it is. This is the Game Time Guru. Go make sure you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I'll be doing my Facebook Live videos every Tuesday at 8 o'clock, and that's called the Game Time Grind. Also, make sure to subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and any other platform that you can. Also, make sure to follow the Armchair Army. Uh, You know it. Clayton just gave you everywhere to find it, and we'll talk to you guys next week.